Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is a beautiful 23rd of April, 2022. Come up this episode of the Crescent Podcast, episode 170, a proposed truck tax and more censorship on its way. Hold on to your ankles, kids. Here it comes. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. There you are all equally working. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues, and life. Here's Krusty. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, episode 170, Truck Tax and Censorship. Now, in the past couple of weeks, there have been some speculation in regards to a new uh, proposed truck tax, meaning that you as a consumer, whether you live in rural areas or an urban area, and you rely on a pickup truck or an SUV to get you to and from work based on your business and what you need, the Trudeau government and its infinite wisdom, of course, has always proposed another fucking tax. Oh, and by the way, if you like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe. Share this all around your social media platforms, and don't be hesitant to uh, send me a comment or two once this video has been made, made public. Anyway, carrying on again, episode 170. You know, I do swear a lot, so please, listener discretion is advised, just in case, you know, someone might get offended. All right? A proposed truck tax, ladies and gentlemen, a proposed truck tax. Now, I have some editorial here I'll show later. I'll put my uh, description in the links uh, below there, all that good stuff. Um, but let me start with the censorship issue now. Um, it, it's been an issue for the past couple of years. It's been a real issue the past couple of years in regards to censorship. Now, everybody's talking about Elon Musk acquiring Twitter, bringing more free speech to the platform because we've all seen people come and go and complain about Twitter uh, not being open enough and being fair enough. Uh, yours truly is on Twitter, all that good stuff. And uh, I just post whatever I can. On there too. I have, I've had no problem with censorship per se, but I know it's there. I've seen it from individuals. I've heard it from other individuals. And we're getting to a point in our society where, okay, I'll be blunt. We've got too many wimps calling the shots in regards to what you can see, what you can say, what you can read, what you can do, and how you can gesture things. You know, because there's already somebody out there screaming about safety, 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 safety. Online harm, online content. Oh my God. Grow up. Okay. Now, <laughs> every time I talk about this, I get like a little chuckle in me for some reason because I've said this before in the show, too, ladies and gentlemen. I've had people in my life say some rotten things to me personally. I've witnessed people say rotten things to my family members. I've witnessed rotten things said to coworkers, fellow soldiers, fellow veterans, you name it. Okay. And we put up with it. Okay. See in the military, when you hit basic training and then you get into your occupational training, you're going to have instructors that are not so nice, not so nice and caring and sensitive. That just goes with the job. Okay. Now, there are certain things that they stopped doing. They stopped hitting people many moons ago. I had instructors that personally pulled me aside and told me their stories when they were being trained and how they were slapped upside the head and hit in the gut. That was then, right? And they learned how to do their job. And I'm not saying you deserve to hit people every time, you know, they disagree with you or you, they're not learning the work that you're presenting to them. 
Okay. But there's a certain element of professionalism that we all have to overcome and endure. And with the military, we were taught how to deal with stressful situations by adding said pressures and adding said dilemmas, right? And in a way, it does toughen you up. It does. It makes you a stronger adult, makes you a better adult, makes you a better man or woman or however you identify. Not that it really effing matters to me, but the thing being, it's supposed to help you. Now, with this censorship proposal, okay, I will leave, uh, I'll put a video up here by uh, Anthony Fury, uh, a freelance writer, and he does a lot of work with uh, Toronto Sun, and he's done some work with True North there too. And uh, he, he pretty well sums it up about censorship. And uh, I will leave the link in the description for you all to follow there too. But uh, please listen carefully to what he has to say in regards to what Twitter's going through, what we're going through. And note they're going to try to hire uh, an online hate uh, assessor or basically someone to oversee what is deemed as online hate and online danger. You know, but I'll cue this up here for you. And we'll get this show started. So please, ladies and gentlemen, please, please pay attention to this story. ...of criticism for their attempts to regulate and censor the internet. And what's interesting this time around is some of the groups involved in the criticism include TikTok and Twitter. So let me tell you what's going on here. Now, the Liberals have been engaged in what I describe as a multi-pronged approach to do internet regulation and censorship. They've got a couple different pieces of legislation or proposed legislation going on. And one of them pertains to online harms. That's the phrase they use to cover all these bad things, harmful things going on online, like, like hate speech and misinformation, things that we all agree, okay, we don't... Note how he says about hate speech. That's still a broad term, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? I hate taxes. I hate inflation. I hate it when it's super cold outside. Would that be deemed as hate speech? Anyway, more to follow. Support that stuff, but... How do you define it? How do you regulate, censor it? And should the government, should a partisan government be in charge of defining those terms and be in charge of actually figuring out how to do that regulation? Well, they got a lot of responses to this and most of them were negative. Now, Michael Geist, he is an academic. He's a law professor at the University of Ottawa and he specializes in things uh, regarding internet policy. And he looked at a, a report that the Heritage Department actually put out talking about the responses they received in their consultation process. So encouraging all different individuals and organizations, companies to, to send in their thoughts about uh, these online harms proposed legislation. Now, Michael Geist felt like what they had in the report was clearly not all of the responses they got in the consultation. And he had to file an ATIP request, an access to information request to actually get the full responses uh, from different organizations. And he found, wow, the stuff that he actually got, the documents that were released, told a very interesting story and showed much more robust criticism than the Liberals had acknowledged in their report, which was supposed to disclose what the responses were. Now, a lot of individuals are very concerned about these attempts to regulate the internet, but it's also interesting to see that some social media giants have problems with it. Get a load at what Twitter had to say about this. They said that the proposal by the government of Canada to allow the digital safety. Now look at that carefully, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Proposal by the government of Canada to allow the digital safety commissioner to block websites. A digital safety commissioner. Hmm. Sounds very totalitarian, right? Hello, I'm the digital safety commissioner. 
And I will deem this podcast is too dangerous for your liking and listening pleasure. Yavol. Commissioner. Yes, that's a new job they're creating. To block websites is drastic. People around the world have been blocked from accessing Twitter and other services in a similar manner as the one proposed by Canada by authoritarian governments. In brackets, they say China, North Korea, and Iran, for example. This is done, they say, under the false guise of online safety, impending people's rights to access information online. Wow. Now, I know a lot of people accuse Twitter of engaging in censorship and, and not being that embracing of free speech. I know Elon Musk and his supporters would say that. So if you've got Twitter telling the liberal government that what they're doing is basically impeding free speech and is similar to what's going on in China, that's a clear sign that you got a problem on your hands. And by the way, that thing Twitter said, it didn't make the report. Like I said, Michael Geis had to file the ATIP request to find it. They wanted to bury that response from Twitter. That is quite something. TikTok, they responded by saying, look, in the first quarter of 2021, uh, we found that when it came to content that violated our community guidelines, while well, they accounted for less than 1% of all of our videos, and that 91.3% of those videos, they were removed and identified, they were identified and removed even before a user could report them. So they're basically saying, look, to the degree there's a problem, we got a handle on it. We find this stuff and we delete it before it becomes a problem, basically suggesting, why do we need the Trudeau government to come in and, and determine what needs to be deleted, what the criteria is, and, and when it should happen? Good questions indeed. Why do we need the government to be crafting any of these internet regulation and censorship laws? I don't think we do. And a special thank you to Anthony Fury from the Toronto Sun for putting that little post together from yesterday. Yeah, that's the thing. When you, when you look at censorship, okay, I, I can understand when it comes to utmost violence, and I can understand stopping someone from speaking racism or blatant sexism. I can understand that, okay? Um, but I'm a firm believer in free speech, period. But you as a consumer, you as the individual, doesn't matter if you're reading, writing, watching television, going to a movie, listening to music, or online in this beautiful world we call the internet. You decide as an individual. You as the individual decide. Not the government, not your mom and dad. Well, your mom and dad, if you're under the age of 18, I would say. But that's how people run their households. That's up to uh, people. That's not up to the government to decide, right? Something to think about, folks, you know. Hold on to your ankles. Here it comes. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And that's the thing there too, ladies and gentlemen. I remember we talked about censorship back in high school many moons ago and what was deemed offensive and deemed inappropriate. And uh, I'll just age myself here. I did a project back with a friend of mine. We talked about censorship in music and in public shows. And at the time, the Bare Naked Ladies came on the scene. You know, you know, you could be my Yoko Ono and, and uh, they did Lovers in a Dangerous Time, their version of it, the Bruce Coburn tune from the 80s. And there was a big stink about their name, okay? And I think the mayor of Toronto at that time, uh, she was kind of upset because she didn't like the name Bare Naked Ladies, right? And uh, <laughs> my, my friend and I at the time, we were more or less compelled to do a project in our media arts uh, classes in regards to uh, censorship. 
and we came to the conclusion at that time when we were about, you know, 17 or 18 years of age, that you decide, you, the individual, you decide which is deemed safe or unsafe for your viewing, for your listening, for your viewing, for your reading, whatever. Okay. There's many publications out there. There's many books. There's many movies, many CDs, many songs you can download, many movies you can download and watch, any streaming service you decide to do. Why is it the government's place to step in? Here's my speculation. It's all about control. Okay. We, we, we've all seen how the liberal brand in this country has tarnished. How, how has it turned from being liberal into something more totalitarian? And the money and the amount of effort they're going to spend into getting people to walk their line, to talk their talk, and walk their walk. All in the name of safety. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds very totalitarian, borderline communist, as far as I'm concerned, ladies and gentlemen. These are the same people that are giving the Florida governor a hard time over the don't say gay bill. When you actually read the bill and it doesn't say anything about gay, it says not teach kids about sexuality until they're old enough. That's what I gather of it. Right. And all these people jump in the gun about fairness and equality, fairness and equality. You as the individual have to make your own equity. I believe in equality of opportunity. Doesn't matter what gender you are, how you identify, what color your skin is. The opportunity is there for all Canadians. And my American listeners, all Americans, my British listeners, all my British friends, anyone living in a, in a working democracy <laughs> has the opportunity to get out there and do something worth their while. And it has nothing to do with gender or hat or flag or nationality or the color of your skin. Let's stop letting these individuals hunt ghosts and start demanding some reality here, okay? I highly suggest my listeners out there fight these censorship bills, regardless of where they're coming from. doesn't matter if they're in the States or in Canada or in Britain. To my Canadian listeners and fan base, come on. You know, we can do better than this. Don't tolerate it, okay? And if you have individuals that are in Parliament fighting against this, then give them a call and tell them how to stand firm and give them your support. Okay. Now, what's funny though, is I'm not hearing a lot from uh, the opposition. There's tidbits and stuff there. And I'll leave links in my description for you all to follow and listen at your own leisure. But we're not seeing enough backlash against this. Okay. Now, a lot of it's being proposed. It's still in the works, but time will tell. Who knows? But it doesn't look very promising. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. Like the government does not need uh, more control over what you see and what you read. Okay. You've heard my spiel about the federal budget where money's being spent here and in there, not helping people, which will bring me to the truck tax part of this program, ladies and gentlemen. So while they're pondering about more censorship and online safety, because, you know, there, there was a girl in the States that apparently got PTSD. Uh, what's her name? I don't know. <laughs> At the top of my head, uh, I just found it relevant because uh, yours truly suffers from PTSD. And I didn't get it from reading bad words online. I got it from experiences. The things that happened over a period of time. Things that accumulate and fester inside of you. I didn't get it from reading bad comments about my podcast or some hate mail, right? But you're seeing where we're going with this. So-called responsible individuals 
whether in the mainstream media or whether in the mainstream politics, trying to dictate terms for you and me. Time to fight it. Time to stand against it. We don't need this bullshit. Do you need this bullshit? Right? Anyway, enough of that. Uh, I'm digressing. On with the uh, whole uh, truck tax there, too, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there is an editorial here from another uh, prominent uh, Sun columnist. Uh, Brian Lilly, I believe. I'll just cue it up here. But uh, you see where I'm, where I'm getting with, with this here. It, it's, it's coming in droves and coming in little sections. You know, every time we turn around, there's another issue that we have to face with this government. Now, this is just a proposition. This is proposed by the government. Uh, this is from Post Media News, uh, the Toronto Sun there, uh, from the 13th of April. Okay. So I'll just post the article up here for you all to enjoy, if you'd like to. Right. And I'll leave more links and everything in uh, the descriptions for you too to follow along and read at your own leisure as well. But uh, this, this is getting ridiculous on how many things are coming and going as we speak. Okay. And I'll just read along here with this for you all too. Right. Yes. Uh, here we are. Editorial. Just say no to Trudeau's truck tax. Okay. So a new federal tax from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Say it ain't so. Note the sarcasm there, too. Sadly, it's true. And this one is really going to hit a lot of hardworking Canadians in their wallets. After increasing the carbon tax, which happened again this past 1st April, right, and keeping their plans to introduce a second carbon tax, the clean fuel standard, in the months ahead, the Liberals are now talking about a sneaky new tax on trucks. It's a sneaky tax because it's already in place for large SUVs, but a report from the Ministry of Environment recommends expanding it to cover some of the most popular trucks in Canada, such as the Ford F-150s and Dodge Rams. The financial implications are massive. As Chris Sims from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation recently explained, the tax bill would range from 1000 bucks for light-duty pickups to 4000 bucks for super-dirty trucks that tow horse trailers and construction equipment not to mention trailers for livestock and other things as we speak. Sims continues, the current tax hits SUVs that use more than 13 liters per, of fuel per 100 kilometers. For example, a GMC Yukon Denali and the Lincoln Navigator are currently subject to the tax. Ottawa hits the Nissan Armada with a $3,000 tax bill. The purpose of this tax? It's the favorite pursuit of Trudeau's liberals to reach our emissions reduction targets. The report explains there is no level of economic pain that is considered too much by the Liberals, as long as it's done in the name of climate zealotry. Climate zealotry. Let's talk about the who is targeted by this massive tax. As Lord Gunter recently explained when writing on the issue, Albertans make up about 11% of Canada's population, yet we buy nearly one-third of the pickup trucks sold in the country. So one-third of those trucks that are sold in this country come from, you know, are bought by Albertans. Would the Liberals have brought in this tax if a targeted the urban laptop elites, I like that term, urban laptop elites, you know, they go up there with champagne socialists. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's also disproportionately, dis I can't speak English today, disproportionately targets people who work in the construction and the trades and anyone who has to drive in difficult terrain. Some people buy trucks because they dislike them, but many people buy the trucks because they're functional. This tax is deadly unfair for the latter. Enough already. Taxes are already going up. Inflation is causing more headaches. Just say no to the truck tax. And rightfully so, ladies and gentlemen. Say no to the tax. Okay? It's a penalty. 
We've seen how these carbon taxes are working. We've seen what they're trying to promote. Okay. We're not seeing any kind of progress or longevity here. We're not seeing it. Okay. Powers of B are elected to look after the finances. They've done a terrible job. They keep printing the money, printing the money, printing the money. Add inflation. Oh, according to Myth Freeland, it's a worldwide phenomenon. It's not a worldwide phenomenon. You get inflation when you constantly print money, when you've got no products coming in or products going out, and you're just making money out of the seat of your pants. And you expect people like you and me to pay for it. It's that simple. Now, where I live in Alberta, I drive a truck. Okay. Are they going to find a way to tax me on that because it's a used vehicle, right? An up-and-coming person that works in the oil patch or in agriculture, they need a pickup truck to move their livestock or move some tools or move some equipment. You got to penalize that individual another 1000 bucks, or 1500 bucks, or 2000 or 4000 because of the brand name, right? If that's your logic, then you might as well tax everybody and what they purchase. Do you like Labatt's or do you like Molson's? Do you like this brand of cigarette or do you like this brand of cigar? Tax and tax and tax. It's all a cash grab. Enough of this crap already. Okay? Really? I'm surprised there's not too many people challenging these ridiculous things. Now, Minister Stephen Gilbert, Mr. Environment Minister, Mr. I climbed the CN Tower to stop the slaughter of certain animals because I'm a, just a real activist. Now, he denies the allegations, okay? But the same group of people, the same conglomerate, the same little leadership hub, okay? To all the Freelands, to all the Trudeaus, all the Gilberts, okay? All these butts, you know, Gerald Buttsons, denying all these things about the Wee scandal, okay? Oh, no, we're not going to take any money and give it to the WE charity. Oh, no, we're not doing that. That was proved to be a lie. SNC Lavalin contracts and favoritism, little slaps and tickles here and there. Oh, this never happened. It did. These are also the people that tried to tell us that they're not going to mandate vaccinations six, eight months ago. Yet it was on Justin Trudeau's campaign promises, how the unvaxxed were going to be treated. And he proved that numerous times. He proved it. He said so on Quebec television, how the unvaxxed were misogynists and denying the science and they're probably racist and they're just terrible people. These are the same people that want to take more money and create it of nothing. They want to create more money and add more inflation and then what? Right? I'll leave a link to uh, what uh, Candace Malcolm from True North uh, put up there a few days back where she talks to the people from the Taxpayers Federation in regards to this truck tax. And it doesn't look promising, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, it's a con. It's a sham. How else do we deal with this garbage? Okay. Not pay it. Can we tell retailers, okay, don't charge me tax on it? Right. Do they honestly think taxing people in prosperity is going to be an effective tool to save the, the environment? It's not. It's a cash grab. They've made mistakes with spending money. They've given it away. And now you and I are footing the bill. That's how it is. And I hate to say it. That's just the way it's going to be until another election, which is not going to happen. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at krustycanuck.ca.
And that's, it's just the bitter reality we all have to swallow, but I'm tired of that. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of it because I have seen how things have gone up in my household. I have seen things where I'm paying more for less. What say you, right? And once again, ladies, if, if you like and hear what you see, please click like, subscribe, and share this content all around your social media platform. You can also find me on Podbean, Rumble, Brighton, and Amazon too. And I'm also updating my Locals page. So if you want to support me via Locals.com, Dave Rubin's uh, brainchild from the States, please, by all means, check me out there as well too. I've also added an additional way you can support me via Stripe too, which will be in the description. So if you want to support my podcast and what I do, please uh, donate what you can. I'm not going to demand things and all that too. But if you want to help me out and make this podcast even better, that'll be up to you, my wonderful listeners and viewers alike. So, and I'm very, very grateful. And I've seen uh, some increase in my subscribers on YouTube as well. So thank you once again to everybody who has uh, subscribed and commented on my show. I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And we're carrying on again with more truck tax and censorship. It's just going to prove that the powers that be are afraid of things. They want everything safe and comfy. And they forget that comfort is not a right. Intellectual comfort's not a right. We're all going to hear things we don't want to hear. Oh, so-and-so lost a job. Oh, and so-and-so lost a friend. Oh, so-and-so lost this. So-and-so got fired. So-and-so got hit by a car. Like, we all hear things every day that we don't want to hear, but we do. Okay. Who are these guys to sit there and tell you what to watch, what to see, what to read? Okay. History has proven that. It doesn't matter if the Nazis burning books. It didn't matter if the Bible Belt down in the South, the United States in the 1960s were burning albums or burning books too. It's wrong. We know it's wrong. You as the consumer, you as the taxpayer, you as the voter. doesn't matter if you're American, doesn't matter if you're British, doesn't matter if you're German, French, uh, Swahili, it doesn't matter. You as the individual have that choice. But the simple choices we take for granted, we're going to have to keep fighting for day in and day out because of these people, because of their propositions, because of, you know, we need on to online uh, content of safety seekers. And overseers. No, we don't need any more fucking overseers. We don't need any more parental units giving us more than any state to encourage us to enjoy whatever projected utopia. Okay? What's utopian for some may be dystopic for others. What's perfect for you may be imperfect for me. That's the dynamic of what we are. We don't need to validate ourselves when it comes to that. What we need to do is to more or less stand up to these fucking mongrels and say, fuck you. Enough of your bullshit. Can we do it nonviolently? Yeah. Look at the trucker's convoy. But then look at the impunity that our dear leaders did. Look at the impunity, how they reacted. Okay? So you want to increase more taxes and stop spending. Open up the gates. Let our oil flow. Let our resources flow. Stop worrying about gender parity. Stop worrying about uh, equity. Start worrying about who wants to do the work and who doesn't. And what it's going to take to get it fucking done. Right? That's simple. But no, whether you think Trudeau is a puppet 
for somebody else. Like the infamous Klaus Schwab, you will own nothing and be happy. Jawohl, that's right. Does he not live up to the old Bond villain adage? The only thing missing is a little scar in his eye or something like that. And him petting some kind of kitty cat or little pet alligator. Jawohl, this is what we do and you will like it. Eh? Mm. I tell you, something, something ain't in. Something, something's not right. But we, we, we all know this. You've heard me ramble on numerous times, ladies and gentlemen. How something ain't right. But we can fix it. Like I said in my last episode, too, when it comes to filing your taxes, maybe think about it. Is it worth it? Right? We've heard the old adage, too. Well, you don't file your taxes, then you deny the opportunity to somebody who go to a hospital or someone to drive on a highway or this bridge won't get built. Hmm. It's your patriotic duty. I did my patriotic duty. This is a toy, by the way. <laughs> I did my patriotic duty. I carried a gun for my country. Did it for 20 years. Got hurt in the job. Met some cool people. Worked for some cool people. Worked for some great people. Men and women alike. Some of those individuals aren't here with us today because they stood on guard for thee. How are they treated? How are other veterans treated in this country? How are the seniors being treated in this country? With these new tax proposals, they're also looking at trying to gouge more pensions too. When I was doing my political campaign back in September, 2021 i talked to a lot of seniors you know they'll get their little check and the readout says you know here's here's 1200 bucks a month half of that's taxed so they work 40 plus years contributing to a pension and you'll get half of it and now the government wants to propose another tax on the pension on my pension i pay about 650 in tax that's from 20 years of service where I got hurt in the job. I was medically released. Hmm. And then for my regular job, okay, another 500 bucks a pay comes off in taxes too. So roughly, ladies and gentlemen, I'm paying $1,600 or more a month in taxes to make sure that the bridges are up and the roads are working and the hospitals are good to go. Isn't that fantastic? Progress. And yet our federal government wants to tax more people that work in urban areas and that work on farms and factories alike that need their trucks because those trucks not only become a luxury, they become a tool too to haul freight, livestock, equipment, what have you. And there's a lot of people that I know that work in areas where you need a, a big-ass truck to get through it because the roads are shit. But you, you'd think with all these taxes, those roads would be fixed, right? Ooh, what a, what a whammy. What a bunch of bullshit. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. Anyway, carry on again with episode 170, Truck Tax and More Censorship. I'm your host, Krusty Canuck. And if you do like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Share this all around your social media platforms as well, ladies and gentlemen. And we carry on again with my rant and rave over this, this garbage, this garbage leadership and more propositions to stick it up our chuffs. Ladies and gentlemen, pardon the visual there, but I believe in free speech and speaking your mind, regardless of what platform you're on, right? Now, the more I've read into this C-11, that's the bill they're actually proposing when it comes to censorship too. Uh, they're talking about protecting Canadian content. Now, I'm Canadian. 
Is my content Canadian enough? Or am I just too angry? Are the digital assessors going to sit and look at my work and say, hmm, this guy's scary. We shouldn't let him broadcast anywhere. Oh, my goodness. Keep on trucking, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I got to say about that. Keep on trucking. Keep on doing your thing. Keep on doing what you think is right for you and yours, what you think of yourself personally, for your loved ones, for your kids, for your parents, for your aunts and uncles, for everybody. Don't tolerate it. Right? Other than getting a pitchfork and a torch, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> the more I read about these clowns making these gestures, making these propositions, and uh, it's just a theory, the more and more our theories keep coming true. Like I said earlier in the show, right? The federal government says, oh, we're not going to mandate anything when it comes to vaccines. Yet they did. Look what happened when they started making more mandates. They had a trucker convoy from hell come and knocking on their door. But there was no violence. There's no issues other than fear, right? The last budget proved it was be fearful because they're going to spend another $56.2 billion on what? Even the headline news today, they're going to be sending four howitzers over to Ukraine to help the, the Russian on, the, 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 help defeat the Russian onslaught. Four guns. Four guns that our country needs, right? So it seems every time we turn around, we're seeing the, the constant buffoonery, right? The constant buffoonery and the Tom fuckery that's being presented to us, right? We're the laughing stock of the world because of our leadership, ladies and gentlemen. Not because of people like you and me, right? But because of our leadership. So that's starting to reflect too. That's starting to reflect big time. And we can do better. I know we can do better. We can try to fix it. We can try to, you know, petition our MPs, our representatives, our MLAs alike. But a lot of Canadians are getting taxed to death. Canadians are getting sick of it. People want to get ahead. People want to go further. Right? But like I mentioned earlier about Club Schwab, is this being sized up for the 2030 agenda? Right? They're so worried about the environment. Oh, my God, the world's going to die in 10 years. No, it's fucking not. You're not going to change the weather by gouging me or you or your neighbor or your loved ones or the guy down the road or the girl up there or the guy up here. It's bullshit. We know it's bullshit. I like clean rivers. I like <laughs> clean parks. I, I, I like clean air. That's fine. But in order to get ahead, sometimes we're going to make a mess. But we have means in this country to keep things clean and keep things sane and keep everybody happy. But the powers that govern this place, don't see it that way, right? They have their own plans, their own agendas. Like I always say, too, it's, it was always up to us to find the light in this manufactured darkness, ladies and gentlemen. Now, now this tax is proposed. We don't know if it's going to go through yet or not. They say it's, it's just hearsay or it's not true. It's misinformation. Um, but we heard the same thing last year when it came to the vaccination mandates, too. So hang on tight. Anyway, I've been Krusty Canuck on this beautiful 23rd of April, 2022. Weather's nice outside. I'm going to do some uh, yard work, you know, and <laughs> get rid of the snow. What's left of it anyway. Carry on my usual way, the, my days off. And then we'll have another episode on Tuesday coming up. So in the next few days, pay attention to your update pages and all that stuff too. In regards to when I'll post another episode of the show. Uh, but uh, 
we will try to get through this as best as we can, ladies and gentlemen. Right? We'll try our best to find light at this manufactured darkness. Now, so pay attention. Probably the 26th, next three days, I'll have an episode up. And uh, do what we can to help each other out in these trying times, as always. Please take a look at my shop if you can, too. i got some uh, Krusty Canuck gear for you all to purchase if you'd like to. And uh, if you would like to donate, please consider donating. Links will be in the description. Uh, donate your leisure, too. Like I said, I'm working on a Locals page, Locals.com. Dave Rubin's uh, brainchild that he created a couple of years back. Uh, that way I'll have uh, some behind-the-scenes footage uh, for you, my viewers and listeners, like to check out if you want to at your leisure. But I'll leave updates when I can. You can check out my updates on the YouTube page and my Facebook page as well. Just look for Krusty Canuck and the logo you see in the top of your screen there. And you'll get updates and information as uh, they come, ladies and gentlemen. But like I say, once again, I know I keep repeating myself. <laughs> this has been the 23rd of April, 2022. I wish nothing but good things for you all. I try to be a little more positive, a little more passionate, and try to be a little more understanding. But we've got the buffoonery calling the shots for us so-called elected officials with their know-it-all skills who could not flip a pancake if you showed them how to. That's simple. Anyways, gentlemen, please uh, stay tuned for updates and uh, do what you can to help each other in these trying times. And remember, humanity and merit wins the day. Take care, and I'll see you this Tuesday. Bye for now. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. This has been another episode of the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Stay sane and thank you for listening. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast. My ass and call me Judy. <laughs> <laughs>